Hello and welcome to the Rookies F1 podcast. My name is Chloe. Uh, um, uh, my name is Rachel. <laughs> we are Formula One fans that know a little and talk a lot. Um, so, whilst our technical knowledge may be lacking, our opinions certainly aren't. So join us as we talk about Formula One and all of the joy, as well as pain, it brings us. And probably... Probably what? I don't know. Something else as well. <laughs> the the crappy Ferrari strategists. Oh, That's what we'll oh talk dear. about. Ferrari strategy <laughs> team. Interesting. <laughs> Okay, so French GP happened. Is it, it just did. me or did that did that race weekend not feel like a race weekend? What do you mean? If you know what I mean. <laughs> like it didn't have a vibe. It's like after French GP ended I was just like almost forgot it happened. Like I just got on with my day and I was like, it does not feel like there was a race today. Much I kinda get that. No, I kinda get that. Like, it was okay, it was a fairly good race, I suppose, but um, was it memorable for the wrong That's reasons? Like it could have <laughs> been a great race, but it ended up being a meh race. It was meh. Meh. Like, to be fair... I was expecting worse, although... I don't know, I was expecting better, because it's so hot, and I was like, oh, we might finally get, get been, a Max and Charles fight. I know, it would have been cool if Charles could have stayed in the race, and we could have watched that <laughs> unfold, <laughs> but oh well... <laughs> That's, I just think, how much actual fighting, and I don't mean, like, bumping into each other, but I mean just close racing has there been between Charles and Max? Not, not much. Not much. <laughs> no. Not much. And that's the issue. It's like there's a title fight, but it doesn't feel like there's a title fight. It feels like, oh, well, they're both in for the title. I mean, pfft. Charles to a lesser extent but you know it doesn't it's just a bit boring I mean and that that's the debate that some people are having after this race weekend some people are like well that's it the, the title fight's now over I personally don't think it is because literally anything can happen as you know look at last season yeah I don't, I, th I don't think it's fair to write Charles off now and say, well, Max is this championship under wraps. No, it's not fair to write Charles off at the moment because it is, you know, we remember last year, it can all... It can change like very that. quickly. <laughs> um, but Charles can't be making these mistakes. <laughs> it's not helpful. Right, shall we get into it? Yes. Now, free practices. I haven't got any notes on free practices, but I will say Carlos Sainz was doing quite well, which makes me very mad that he got a full 
engine penalty and started back of the grid because I genuinely think he had the pace for pole. Maybe not the pace to win the race, <laughs> but um, I think he could have had a really... I mean, he did have a good race today, but I think it could have been even better. But ultimately, that all went up in flames two weeks ago when his engine went up in flames. <laughs> way, way. Um, but yeah, and Kevin Magnussen obviously got the engine penalty as well. Don't know why I said obviously. He did. I don't know <laughs> if it was obvious. Um, and I think that was in terms of penalties before. That was about it. You know, I mean, it's interesting. Ferrari engine. But it has. Having to take a new one. Good, reliable engine. <laughs> I was... About um, as reliable as a 20-sided dice. <laughs> Uh, I was watching F1 Tony on TikTok Live last night because she's yep. a legend. <laughs> yeah. Um, and someone asked the question: Is it fair that cars still compete in qualifying, knowing that they're taking that engine um, penalties and will be starting at the back anyway? It's not fair on my fantasy team. <laughs> It's not fair on my fantasy team. I thought that Ferrari were going to do what they did with Charles and just let Carlos go out in Q1. And I was like, great, lovely overtaking points. Love that. No. 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 And someone forgot that they had Kevin Magnussen in their team. (laughs) That's that's me. And then I thought, when I remembered, I was like, well, at least he'll, he'll go out in Q1, right? I'll go out and keep... No, no, no. You went all the way. I don't know why you went all the way. I I do... I have no clue. I have no clue. It's not like Mick was there. (laughs) No slipstream in there. Because Mick can't stay within the white lines. But... (laughs) Oh, God. Bit of a nightmare, really. Oh, and guess who my turbo driver was this week? It's... it's Charlie Bloody Leclerc. I was going to change everything round, but I didn't. <laughs> I made a bad choice. It's all your fault. <laughs> it is all my fault. It's all my fault. Um, but yeah, Q1. Uh, a few a few lap times deleted. Because of track limits violations. Because we haven't had enough of them recently. But in the end, out in Q1 was Gasly. Which... It was a bit of a shame, considering that he is uh, a French wee wee. Stroll, Joe, Schumacher and Latifi. Mick Schumacher had put in a very good time, but that was deleted. And following Q1, in between Q1 and Q2, they Mick actually was waiting in his car with his helmet on, because as we're like, Right, we're just we're checking. We're gonna, you know, appeal. It you might still run in Q two. No. No, he was he was beyond the line. And and afterwards, I I saw Mick saying something about well, you know, the times weren't deleted in free practices. I didn't know it was wrong. Like they could have given me some warning and said, hey, you can't do this in qualifying. They've they've said it's literally. If you go outside the white lines, all four tyres, 
that's track limits. I don't get how hard it is to understand. Yeah, end of. Like, it's not... Like... (laughs) It's not a matter of, oh, I was taking that line before, so it's okay now. Of course they're going to be watching it more in qualifying than in free practice. And, like, if you're going over a corner, and by going over that corner, none of your wheels are touching or on the right side of the white line, they'll be deleted. So, can we just understand that now, please? (laughs) Please. And I, I like it. I like the, the track limits being the white line. It's consistent. Everyone understands. Great. And I'm, I'm sick of the drivers complaining about it. Because last year they were complaining that it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't understandable enough. And I'm, I'm sick of it. And But then, like, the FIA, they are trying to be more consistent. And that is definitely the case in qualifying. But then when it comes to the races itself, track limits, they're just, they're like, sometimes you might get penalised for them. Sometimes you can get away with it. I'm like, I'm like, it's the white lines. Why does nobody understand? Like, let's just, I do not care if everyone keeps getting five second time penalties. Like, maybe then you bump up the number of warnings you get if you find that it's happening too much. But, like, can we just... I will sit there watching a screen, if that's what it takes, and press a button every time someone goes out of track limits. Like, I do not care. But can we just be... Sorry to quote F1 Tony again, but she literally went on this rant yesterday as well. And she was like, (laughs) F1 has been racing for 70 years and they still haven't figured out track limits. How has it taken this long? it's insane. You go out the white line, off track. In the <laughs> white line, on track. It, it's that simple. You could put children watching the screen. Have a children situated at a screen at each corner. Or you're going to get 20 children. And they would probably understand. 20 children to watch each car. And every time they go outside the white line, they press a button. Exactly. Because That's what needs to happen because obviously the FIA can't be watching all 20 cars at once. The thing is, didn't they have sensors in Austria? I think they might have Or did someone say they should have sensors? I don't know. But I think because they knew it was a problem in Austria, they paid more attention. Whereas in France, because they probably didn't think it would be that much of an issue, they... Oh, it's very annoying. Anyway... Mick Schumacher didn't get his lap reinstated because he did go outside the white lines. Such a pity. Anyway, out in Q2, Ricardo, Ocon, Bottas, Vettel, Albon. Shame for Esteban Ocon that he couldn't get into Q3. It's interesting because after qualifying he said that he thinks there's something fundamentally wrong with the car because the Alpine seems to have such great pace in some places and bad in others, but then he went to have a good race, so I don't know. (laughs) Maybe the setup was just like more race focus, but then Alonso got into Q3, so maybe you just need to get better, Esteban. That's really mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that mean, actually. <laughs> no. I don't take it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Get Ocon on with it. Wait. 
get ock on with it. Get ock on yeah. with it. Not get ock on on with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay, Q3. So Carlos has been getting through all the time. He actually had the fastest time in Q2 by quite a bit. That was an amazing lap he put in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be great if he didn't have an engine penalty? <laughs> So, but Q3, Carlos comes out on used softs, Charlie Boy comes out on new softs, you know what's about to happen. Carlos goes and gives Charles a toe down the the straight without DRS. Does that twice, funnily enough in the first laps when they did that, Max actually put in a better middle sector than Charles did, but that kind of highlights how necessary the toe was because the Red Bull, or at least Max's Red Bull, had like insane straight line speed. I remember during the race when Lewis is on the radio, like, where am I losing out? And they're like, you're matching him in the corners. It's just a straight. And it's like, you can't do anything about it. It's just a fast car. <laughs> um, but yeah, fortunately, the toe did what it intended to do and on the second lap Charles put in a great lap and got pole with Max in second, Sergio Perez in third and Lewis Hamilton fourth then Lando good quality from him then George then Fernando Alonso, Yuki Tsunoda and then Carl Sainz, Kevin Magnussen at the bottom but neither of them really put in representative laps I found it interesting at the time where they suggested that the reason why Haz didn't send out Kevin Magnussen because obviously if Kevin Magnussen set a representative lap at least he would start in 19th rather than 20th but they suggested and I thought it could be true that they didn't want to um, stand on the toes of Ferrari they have that link obviously it's quite Maybe. possible i don't know i don't know but he yeah had a that mega was, that start was anyway fine. from the back maybe oh yeah last <laughs> he could just chill yeah. and then just wouldn't it be a shame if the, the wouldn't it be a shame if his uh his strategy <laughs> although to be oh, fair has. to no fault of his own it was just bad timing his strategy put him out of the race. Did he bump into someone? Or was it just Mick? I don't know. I can't remember anything. Ever. He did. What's he did. going on? <laughs> he did. We'll get into that in a minute. But yeah, that was basically it for qualifying. It was nice to see Charles credit Carlos for the toe. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That that was it was good to see it was good teamwork. It was, it was good really it's really good teamwork and it's it's nice to see. Wouldn't it be a shame if one of the cars didn't finish the race? <laughs> oh Ferrari! Oh, Although to be fair, the one car not finishing isn't Ferrari's fault. So. <laughs> well. Oh well. No, it's not. It's not. On the radio, it sounded like it was, but afterwards. He clarified. I know, but I feel like... I feel like there's something not quite right there. Um, obviously, it was his mistake. But... Mm. I don't know. 
I mean, he wouldn't say anything anyway if he thought that the setup was a bit off or anything. He wouldn't throw mm. Ferrari under the bus. But it was definitely his fault, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Ferrari. I think we just don't trust Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. I know. Yeah, sorry if... um. We're recording this earlier than usual. I'm not going to say it's like We can't even say it's early because it's not early. It isn't. I'm not a morning person. We move. We crack on. It's going to be a good we... productive day. You know what? Sorry, I saw a video yesterday of some dudes getting drunk reacting to Fifty Shades of Grey. I was just... Have you ever watched Fifty Shades of Grey? No. I've seen the clips Me on TikTok and stuff. You know what? It may, My problem is, right, A, I have vivid memories of being on holiday and looking around the pool and every woman <laughs> over a certain age was reading that book. <laughs> Secondly, Jamie Dornan. I like Jamie Dornan. Every time I see him interviewed, I think, wow, what a nice guy. He was very good in Belfast, the film. I just, every time I see a clip of Fifty Shades of Grey, it makes me cringe. It gives me the ick with Jamie Dornan. I can't bear to watch it. It's cringy. I'm like, I, I don't know if I could, like, I don't think I could. No, it's not, no. um, not my cup of tea. <laughs> no. No, I was just wondering that. Also, on the topic of movies, I think I told you Bridget Jones sequel potentially in the works. Sequel. Sorry, I've I gone mean, really off topic here. Quad. The fourth one, it would be the quad, quadruple, movie, but isn't it? Yeah. I think I read somewhere that the it fourth would be movie. Ba- <laughs> the fourth movie, it would be based on like, her son. Well, her bringing up person. I think as long as it has Colin Firth in it. I was literally about to say, as long like, as Colin Firth's there. <laughs> like, although, remember the last one, how it how it ended. Um, close your ears if you don't want Bridget Jones' baby spoilers. <laughs> it said that Daniel Cleaver, a.k.a. Hugh Grant, was alive, so who knows? Colin Firth is great, isn't he? <laughs> What a guy. Colin Firth would have won the French GP. <laughs> Do you know who was at the French GP? This is also very random and very niche oh. and not really relevant. Niall Horan. Um, ah, okay. I was going to say Matthew McConaughey, but I was and wondering why. <laughs> I was wondering why you were bringing up. No, I saw that. It's because someone tweeted something about yeah, Niall Horan better be careful <laughs> with his hands. But like, <laughs> out of all races for him to attend, the French GP. You know, he's a proud Mercedes... Frenchman. He was a guest of Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes. It's he was just... a guest of Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton's a One Direction stan. Confirmed. Same. <laughs> To be fair, I went off them a bit more at the end, back in the days. I remember I watched them in Newcastle Town Hall. First tour. I'm an OG. Back in day. Back in day. 
What was I going to say? Oh, I can cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, every so often, I see the, the pictures on my phone of the screenshots of <laughs> your rant from back in <laughs> your One Direction days. No, this is fine. This is about fine. S- okay, about Zane. Like, can I get it up? <laughs> can I get it up? Would you mind? <laughs> you go for it. Let me, give me a sec. Let me find it. Where would you have sent me it? Snapchat, maybe? Probably. If you want to listen to the French GP, maybe skip ahead five minutes because we're just going to delve into something really. (laughs) This is funny. Oh my gosh, where is it? I will find it. I'm just trying to think of where. What's that, maybe? Found it. Perfect. Okay, let me see. This is captioned at Zane Malik, at Little Mix, at Naughty Boy Music, at Calvin Harris, at Taylors of Thirteen. Then a couple of friend accounts: hashtag Zane, hashtag Perry, and then the monkey uh, with its hands over its mouth, and then hands over its eyes, hands over its ears. So this is this is a dramatic reading. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay, let me check that I have them in the right order. Okay. Hundred and ten percent done with Zane's attitude. I mean, I'm not mad that he left the band. That was his decision, and he wanted more freedom, obviously. But to lie to fans to say you want a normal life? Can I just say you've um capitalized normal there? Directioners were mad at Naughty Boy thinking that he took you away from them. But then for Zane to dump Naughty Boy as well? What's the point in that? <laughs> it seems like a massive fan wide up to me. I'm assuming you meant to say wind up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then there's Perry, his capitalised, loyal, not capitalised, partner for four years and fiancé for two, dumped by text. Text? <laughs> Not only does he break her heart, he then retweets that Perry's rival girl band has a better song, you said then rather than than, <laughs> than hers in Little Mix. As I know, as, as, oh, as far as I know, sorry, Perry didn't do anything to publicly, sl- publicly to slag him off, which is extremely grown up and mature of her to do, considering she was dumped by, capitalised again, Text. <laughs> Every time you say dump by text, capitalize the text. But Zane thinks it's okay to diss her song. Leading on sorry, leading on to the Calvin Zane spat. Zane obviously wasn't happy that the little mix were invited into onto the stage, I'm assuming, with Taylor Swift. Calvin being her boyfriend obviously sticks up for Taylor and Little Mix, only to have Zane throw childish remarks back at Calvin. It's actually embarrassing. It's, it's just it. That's embarrassing, isn't it, Chloe? <laughs> just like the amount of girls Zane has been rumoured to have contact to since he dumped Perry. Now, I do know not to believe everything you read, but the amount of girls Zane's mentioned to be with is astonishing. <laughs> 
I want to make it clear that I do not know what has happened privately between Zane and Ola's relationships, whether it's Perry, 1D, Naughty Boy, Calvin and the others. But what I do know is that from what I have read is that I don't like some of the decisions Zane's made and I think he'll end up regretting some of them. However, these are just my opinions and I'm sure a lot of people will disagree. And I'm sorry if you're part of the... Z-Squad? Z-Squad? <laughs> Fandom? But that's just my views and I'm sure you probably think everyone else is in the wrong and not Zane. I love how you say... I don't know what's happened privately, um, but I still don't like what he's done. <laughs> it's like you said, I don't know what's happened privately after this long passage of text talking about what's happened privately. <laughs> no, that's so bad. This is that's, just that evidence is... that like 13 and 14 year olds should not be given social media. <laughs> it's so funny. That's my I favorite. was clearly very passionate about Zayn Malik and One Direction <laughs> at the time. <laughs> did you did you cry when Zayn? Oh left yeah, one hundred percent. I had posters on my wall, and thirteen year old me ripped them all down. Ripped them down. Them up. I shredded them up. Did I think I might have even set them out. on fire. It was just you might have set them on fire. No, it was a, it was a, oh. it was a life-changing day for me. <laughs> Honestly, the One Direction fandom directioners. That was a. That was a time. That was a, that was a time when fandoms off, were rife. Yeah, and like off topic as well. Like, you may be thinking that's a bit extreme. Like you know. <laughs> Like, okay, what if Ronaldo left Manchester United right now? True, yeah. Like, there's so many boys and guys that will be fuming and like... Yeah. They'd be... They'd be... So don't judge me. (laughs) No, not judging. Well, slightly. (laughs) No, no, I'm I'm judging myself. (laughs) That that was too much. Too much. (laughs) That's it's like <laughs> I don't want to comment on his personal life, but I'm gonna comment on his personal life. And I think what's really bad was the fact that I was getting all of my information from the Sun newspaper. From the Sun, like as the most as if reliable. things couldn't get any worse. Oh man, I throwback. It was it, to be fair, it was a better time. When all that mattered in life was One Direction. That Honestly, was a... those were the days. <laughs> I used to have pictures, because um, I think we had like a bit, like a bit of crossover. But I was generally like the first half of One Direction, and you had a lot more of like the second half of One Direction. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But I remember having, like. Not posters, but like A4 pictures of each of their faces that I'd got from the first tour. And I had them above my bed and I'd change the order based on who my favourite was at the time. So I'd have my favourite in the middle, second favourites outside that, and my least favourites on the outside of that. Oh. Imagine if I did that with like F1 drivers now. (laughs) (laughs) My only poster I've got up in my room. 
is um, the the Sky Sports F1 one. That you That's stole. <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever said on the podcast how I how I acquired that? I'm not sure. Um, I mean, you didn't really was... do anything wrong. It was the end of no. season. You were doing yeah, them the season a had ended. You that's, were... that's what I thought. You were taking out the trash for them. Exactly, exactly. Because we were sat in a pub in in Stratford upon Avon. This was in December of last year. Um, we sit down. It's very busy, so we weren't going to spend. We we're going to have like one drink and then leave because it was busier than we thought it'd be. Turns to my right, Sky Sports F1 poster. And my mum, she says to me, "If you should take it, thinking that me, the the straight, um, what's it? What's the word when you abide by the law? Straight, something. Straight." down straight the law abiding citizen I am (laughs) (laughs) and the general um, rule rule abiding in general she thought that she would say that as a joke I instead said oh okay that's a good idea and took it off the wall (laughs) hid it in my coat and off we went (laughs) and so now I have a lovely poster which has Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc on it and on the bottom it says hashtag Sky Sports Pub so now my room is officially a Sky Sports Pub brilliant and I have a lovely poster that I got for the grand old price of free <laughs> <sighs> well okay, I don't want to go on to the race because we got the timer no but with the price of F1 merchandise, if you were to buy that poster, they'd probably charge you £15 for it. Yeah. So. You make a good point. I can't... I've been opening a lot of TurboTax recently. That's some good cheap F1 merch. Lots cheap if you're cards. sensible with it. Not cheap if you get addicted. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about there. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know why you've said that, Chloe, to me. I don't know why you said that. That's, you know, you know, like, I'm I'm very sensible with TurboTax. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I am very sensible. I do not have every item from the 2022 TurboTax collection in my possession right now. Why would you think that? Why would you say that to me? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> No comment. Hashtag no comment. Uh, six and a half minutes. Okay. Um, Is there any F1 news? Probably. Should I talk more about F1 Tony? Because I had a brilliant time watching her live. Oh, go, go ahead. Someone asked her the question, do you see women racing in Formula One anytime soon? Mm. And... She said, honestly, probably not anytime soon. She yeah. said, it's not a fact that women physically can't do it. It's the fact that the support networks for women don't exist. And that's the biggest block, she thinks, for women to get into the mm. sport. Yeah. So, like, 
for instance, I didn't realise this, you might have done, because you're more into W series. Um, yeah. 2021 in W series was the first time that the women had suits specifically designed for them. Mm. Yeah. Before then, they were just racing in men's suits that were tweaked. Yeah. And, like, it's a bit of a taboo subject, but it was also chatted about how, well, what about drivers on their period, right? Yeah. Because there's no sort of, there's not much there in place to help that or support that like it's a taboo subject that people don't talk about and obviously yeah, exactly. women are in pain when they're on their periods and they're gonna want to take like ibuprofen and paracetamol but then does that breach f1's doping rules so mm. there's like and obviously you know when women do reach formula one there needs to be the support network around them that understand them and you know because at the moment the sport was designed for men to be watched by men it's changing a little bit but it's not a place where women at the minute would thrive in yeah no i i i agree and it's not physical because like no one's born with a super huge neck like anyone can train for that <laughs> did and you not also... see me as a baby chloe sorry sorry you know exception <laughs> my neck was my neck was wider than my body <laughs> but yeah it's i think yeah. we're gonna be waiting years and it's... i think right with oh carry on carry on i was just gonna say like in a few years we might get like the exceptional one woman reach f1 but it's going to be decades before we get heaps of women equally yeah. driving in f1 at the same time as men but what i hope right i don't think with the current crop of w series i don't think we're getting any women from there into f1 um, and this isn't no. me talking on the talent. I just think at the moment, but I think what W Series could potentially and hopefully inspire is more girls into karting. It could inspire, you know, parents to not just think, oh, I'll put my son into karting, but also potentially their daughter. And I think that's what needs to happen. And it's going to take a while because what needs to happen is not a short term, get one... I mean, if one woman does make it to F1, that would also stimulate big cultural change. But I'm not sure if that will happen. But if it can stimulate change at the very start of the process, then maybe something could happen from there. Ultimately, but there needs... It can't just be short-term change. There needs to be a, a change it in needs the culture. To be, yeah, grassroots. It is, it's not something that's going to change overnight yeah exactly exactly but hopefully one day hopefully in our lifetime oh. but <laughs> who oh, knows see another lady enter f1 because of course i have been ladies in f1 before yeah yeah um but not very many um 
and yeah it'd be nice to see even like right just even to see more in f3 because at the end of the day you know like i said about grassroots there are more boys in the general line from karting to yeah. f1 but and it's even like sponsorships like tony was saying that girls are struggling to get the same kind of sponsorships deals as the guys are getting because there's just no precedent for sponsors you know helping female drivers well i guess that's the thing it's like it's risky to sponsor a female driver because it's less likely that they'll make their way up into f3 f2 f1 like it's, it's risky whereas it's less risky to sponsor a male driver that like will very will a lot more likely go into one of these bigger feeder series. <sighs> it is what very it is. passionate about it. <laughs> women. We love yeah. women. We love women on this podcast. I wonder why. I'm conscious <laughs> that this is gonna cut out any seconds, so I don't wanna start saying any anything second. else. It's oh, gonna I'm going to give it 10 seconds. Oh, oh no, not even 10 what seconds. perfect it timing just that is just cut out. Then. Cool. Um, I will use this time to ask if anyone listening to this podcast recalls the boob bars. Now, the boob bars were about when I was younger, early 2000s, so... Uh, and I understand there is a ranging number of ages that listen to this podcast. But the the, the boob bars are weird, but oh my gosh, would I love to own one of those costumes. I, there's full episodes of the boob bars on YouTube, and I'd recommend watching because it's kind of like, you know the, the sensory baby videos? It's kind of like that, like it's it's fun to watch the boo bars because you don't think about anything when you're watching the boo bars like you're just entranced by these squishy alien things that are just moving i don't know i'd recommend to look them up it's fun if you, if you need to just not think for a bit hi chloe we're back I was just chatting about the boo bars to our listeners. Oh, aren't they in for a treat today? <laughs> <laughs> this this is going to be the episode where they're like, you know what? <laughs> maybe maybe I won't bother with this again. <laughs> what are they? What are they talking about? I can't follow it anymore. It, it didn't even the it. You know what? That that whole sort of tangent we started going off on. It wasn't even like it came from the F1. No. It just, it just, just Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> anyway, back to racing. Back yes, to, back to racing. Back to why everyone's here. <laughs> <laughs> it's an F1 podcast. You sure about mm. that? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, anyway. <laughs> It's like 75% the most random chat ever, (laughs) 25% Formula One. 
I'm going to have to put a little text-to-speech voice in there earlier saying if you just want to skip to the F1, <laughs> go to this time. Anyway. Anyway, the race. So, the race start. I... Is there a child shouting outside your room? Do you know what? I'm going to shut my window because if you can pick that up, then... <laughs> there we go. That should be better. Um, Perfect. Less shouting children. <laughs> and more um, shouting F1 drivers <laughs> which are basically shouting children <laughs> so lights out on the French GP nothing too dramatic actually went down Charles had a well, very good start I mean there's a few things we'll you know who else had a good start we had Fernando Alonso who that's not who I was talking about, Chloe. <laughs> he also had a good start. We had Kevin Magnussen. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Sir <laughs> Lewis Hamilton, Chloe. Lewis... Who got in front of Sergio Perez and never went behind him. It was, overall, not one of Checo's most finest races. Theory. Go on. That I saw on Twitter earlier. Because, right, Checo... So, Friday, Checo was off the pace. Saturday, he was somewhat back on it. Sunday, off it again. I saw someone on Twitter. Let me let me find that at. Because they said it was their dad, I think. That had come up with the theory. Mm. At uh, Wimsar, so W-H-I-M-S-A-H, said my dad thinks that Checo was underperforming because he might be trialling adjustments regarding the illegal flexi floor because how could he not cruise all over George so the suggestion that Checo has a new floor that complies with the new regulations coming in for Spa and that's why he was so off the pace and why his straight line speed seemed to be lesser than Max's because think how Max would pull away on the straight whereas Checo never like he never got back past Lewis Hamilton and the W13 did not have great straight line speed so I mean look do we do we know that that's the truth no it's just a theory but it's interesting and if it is true well then it looks like Hope, fingers crossed if it is true that Ferrari also slowed down. Because it, if, you know, if Checo was back there fighting with, with George, could mean that it puts Mercedes back into the mix, if it is true. I mean, statistically, not impossible for Mercedes to pull back and win the championship. <laughs> <laughs> it would involve a lot of DNFs. <laughs> Look, at this point, I don't need a championship win. I just need a race win. <laughs> I just need a Lewis Hamilton race win. I Max can see Charles it coming. Enough. I can see it coming. I can also see... At Hungary. <laughs> yeah. I can also see a Fernando Alonso podium this season. I Yeah, you know what? I can see it I as well. I can see it. I agree. I agree. I'm still hope. I'm still holding out hope on that Yuki podium, by the way. And I know that the the Alpha Tauri is not very good this season compared to the last season, but I'm still holding out hope. 
because we still haven't we still haven't had that race this season and i say that like it's guaranteed to come up it's not guaranteed to come up but we haven't had that race where everything goes a bit wrong like just the whole race and we get an interesting winner because like carlos and checo interesting winners yeah but that that you know they're driving for the top teams you know what we need is someone to win that isn't in a mercedes ferrari or a red bull then that's an interesting winner agreed and hungary gave us that last year anyway back to the race where were we the race (laughs) so lap one alonso up to p5 magnuson considerably started last went up to p13 which is pretty incredible um, yeah, well, it was interesting, wasn't it? Because he started on the mediums, whereas Carlos, who was also at the back, started on the hard tyres. Yeah. So it's interesting, because I think everyone started on mediums, apart from Valtteri Bottas, Pierre Gasly, and Carlos Sainz. Uh, Charles had a great start. He managed to stop Max from taking him. And then we had a bit of contact between Ocon and Sonoda, which resulted in Ocon receiving a five-second penalty. To be fair, imagine if he hadn't had that five-second penalty. Because my dude had a good race. Yeah. Who knows? Have you just found out (laughs) something? (laughs) Sorry, no, I'm just looking at the weather in Hungary, specifically the Hungaro ring the weekend and it potentially potential for it to be interesting i'll just say that interesting um we had matt max come into the pits first i think he realized that he wasn't gonna overtake charles um on track with his tires so he went for the undercut which could have been interesting had Charles not been <laughs> crashed out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a radio message, though. Oh, my gosh. It was horrible. It was... Um, Charles just... <laughs> I won't shout because there's people in the house, but... <laughs> that that shout... I feel so was, bad for him as well because shout. he didn't realise his radio was on. And now... Did he not? Cl- no, he didn't realise... And now oh that clip is being shown all over social media. <laughs> I would literally just bury myself and you would not hear from me again. <laughs> he didn't oh, know that his I feel so was bad on. for him. Oh my gosh. It's a difficult thing. But this is, I think, the interesting difference between Charles and Max. I'm pretty sure I said it like near the start of the season. I think Charles has potentially better raw pace but I also think he's more prone to mistakes than Max is I think Max can handle the pressure more the pressure yeah whereas Charles hasn't necessarily been in this situation before obviously we're just commenting on like <laughs> we can't guarantee anything because we're not them no. but it is an interesting thing because it's you know Charles was going great and considering that the the way they'd set up the cars, you know, the Red Bull did have the straight line speed advantage and the Ferrari had the advantage in the corners and the fact that, 
you know, Max would get within, what, three, four tenths of a second by the end of the straight, but Charles would be able to pull that lead more. And then I think just before Max pitted, I think Charles had pulled over a second over Max. So, like, at that point, he'd broken the DRS and it's like, he was doing so well, but by the sounds of it, he was just pushing too hard, obviously, I think, to try and prevent the undercut. But, yeah... We then had Yuki retire from the race due to damage. Yeah, during the safety car. Because he came had... in, didn't he, and he didn't come back yeah. out. That's a, yeah. Right, can I just say that safety car? I love a safety car, but it didn't really do much, did it? Because I think the only thing it did was be bad for Haz, because they'd pitted earlier, and Joe Guanyu and potentially Pierre Gasly had pitted earlier. I'm not sure about that. And Max, but Max was far enough ahead before he pitted that, you, you know, Lewis and Checo and George came out behind him anyway. Because I, I was hoping it's... I thought, wow, oh my gosh, maybe, you know, Lewis can be leading the race. Max is going to be a couple of places back. Maybe it can get interesting, but... I don't know. If the safety car had happened a bit later, when a few more people had pitted, it might have been a bit better. But, you know, it is what it is. A bit of a... Nice to see the safety car anyway. <laughs> I know. Bit of a tragic weekend for Haas, though, because, like, they were on for points. Like, decent points oh, this weekend. Double points, potentially. At least, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, have you have you seen that? Uh, apparently, one of the houses is going to be getting an upgrade for Hungarian GP. Probably Who do you think Magnuson. it's going to be? Who knows? <laughs> well, that's the interesting thing because Kevin Magnussen's got more points, right? But part of that is because he did so well at Bahrain. Uh, but has Mick been more consistent recently? I don't know. I think I think Kevin Magnussen. It's probably right he gets them. Yeah, I think so. But you know, we'll we'll see. I I don't know who's had the more incidents this season. <laughs> Cause that's it. They'll want to. They'll be thinking Nick. about okay, who's not going to destroy the car? <laughs> <laughs> Talking of Mick, Mick had a bit of contact with Joe. Um, oh, you're taking the Mick. Uh-huh. It wasn't Mick's joke. fault in his defence. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't his fault, no. Uh, but it wasn't ideal. Joe then got a five-second penalty for that incident. And yeah, Carlos didn't really Sainz... He didn't finish the race, but... Yeah. <laughs> Carlos Sainz also received a five-second penalty for a very, very, very unsafe release yeah. in the pit. But it wasn't his fault. No. It was Ferrari's fault once again. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, but it was like he, he he tapped Alex Albon's front wing, didn't he? Yeah. If Alex Albon wasn't so you know good with the reflexes, quick on the brakes. I know that. And they were so close to Alex the... Albon's race over. Yeah, they were so close to the McLaren mechanics in the pit as well. Like if they had con- mm. con- like had a contact, you know, then mechanics were at risk. Big time. <laughs> Remember when Valtteri Bottas had a Spinala in the in the pit lane during one of the free practices last year? 
Do you remember Sorry. that? Breaking news, it is confirmed that the UK is holding the song contest. I thought that was already confirmed. I thought that was already confirmed. I thought confirmed. it was already confirmed. Does it say where? Has it decided where or not yet? Uh, I don't get excited about these kind of things because it never comes here, but... I don't. City, I think it's going to go big. somewhere really obscure. Say really obscure. <laughs> Leeds. Like by by really obscure obscure we mean anywhere not but London, London or Manchester. <laughs> I don't know Liverpool's. Try and go for it. That would be fun. I think there's like twenty Liverpool. towns and cities trying to go for it. No, it doesn't say. Anyway, sorry. Back to F one. Um, anyway, back to it. It always comes back to Eurovision. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We had contact between Magnuson and Latifi. um, Racing incident. Yeah, racing incident. It was declared to be. Yeah, resulted in Magnuson retiring from the race. Did Latifi retire as well? I don't think so. Did he? But I... Right. I thought... Latifi was ahead, right? That was my thought, that if it was anyone's fault, it was Magnuson, based on the sort of rules that we adopt now of whoever's ahead has a corner, but I'm happy that it was declared a racing incident. Yeah, Latifi didn't finish either. He DNF'd. Ah, okay. Um, now, he just took pity on everyone he had, who had to race against him. He said, I'm using 1% of my power. <laughs> this is where the most bizarre moment of the race apart from Charles's crash um mm. happened. Sainz um really battling with Perez, like really battling. Really and in the, like and he's catching up, catching up. And he's like trying to overtake. It is very close and in the midst of all of that his team on the radio going yeah we think we're gonna pit you yeah well before remember before this they're saying like i think we're we're gonna you know try and go to the end and carlos is like are you sure because if we're gonna do two stop we need to do it now because obviously he's not gonna want to stop any more than like 15 20 laps before the end because that only gives him like if they only give him 10 laps (laughs) to try and overtake everyone and get back to third where he got got himself up to then he needed to do it now which is the most frustrating thing when he gets past Sergio Perez and then they tell him to pit or they tell him to pit during the battle with Sergio Perez and it's just like they're giving him no time that was 10 laps before the end and he had to or maybe, I don't know if it's 10 laps, but I think by the time he got past Alonso, there wasn't that many laps left. And it was a 20 second gap between Fernando Alonso and George Russell, then Sergio Perez. It just seemed so bizarre because in that moment, they they threw away a podium. Yeah, I mean, and I'm like, not. The problem is, right, if they thought oh wait his tyres aren't going to make it till the end we need to pit him why did they not know that before 
Was it the was it the battling with Checo that made his tires be like okay they're not going to last to the end? But in that case, why not tell him not to battle? It just because doesn't still... make sense. Mm. <laughs> it's so annoying. Um, he got past George. Like, and not only irritating. that, but his engineer on the radio before this told him that he had a stop and go penalty. Oh yeah, and well, he like, was he like, said, "You've got a five second penalty. Um, you've got to come into the pits." And he was like, "Wait, if it's just a five second penalty, then I don't have to. That that would be stop and go." And they're like, "Oh yeah, you're right." Oh, Ferrari, they are their own worst enemy. They really they are. Really are. They're lucky they've got history and prestige because they need they need that image. <laughs> and then people are like, I wonder if Benato's gonna shake things up over the summer break. And honestly, I cannot see that happening. <laughs> but we'll see. I think something <laughs> needs to does, be done. It's... But <laughs> I don't expect anything good. <laughs> this is the um, problem. It's like. Like, Charles makes mistakes, but he doesn't make many mistakes. Because realistically, the big mistakes this season is at French GP, which was a big mistake, because that's a win, gone. And Imola, where he went from, what, second to sixth or seventh? And it's like... But, like, everything else is, is Ferrari. Like, Monaco, if Ferrari had come up with the good strategy, then Charles could have won. But instead, Carlos is there having to strategize, And I think it comes back to the, as well, Charles has a lot more trust in the team than Carlos and is more likely to go with their strategies, whereas I think Carlos is more likely to go, no, like, argue with them and be like, no, 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 I think this is what we need to do um, but that's not like a criticism of Charles because of course you've got to trust your team it's just a shame that that almost seems like the wrong thing to do like how how insane is it that a driver who's under however many G's physically exerting themselves an insane amount can come up with better strategies than a team with all the data in front of them <laughs> And uh, their job is to strategize. It's it's so wrong. <laughs> oh, Ferrari! Ferrari did what Ferrari does. I think that's the best way to put it. Anyway, um, there was also a bit of an incident between Perez and Russell. Um, <laughs> George Russell's the type of guy to bump into someone and blame it on the other person. And then complain about it for about ten minutes over <laughs> the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it got to the stage where even Toto had to come on and just be like, George, shut up. Focus on racing. <laughs> just, just carry on racing. Get you can on do with it. Because just... I think to everyone but George... It was like, oh, George, you know, should have been a bit more careful there. Um, yeah. But George, George was adamant. <laughs> I understand that in the moment, obviously, he probably 
the adrenaline's going and obviously he thought that, you know, he was in the right. But apparently over the radio, I may be spurting absolute rubbish here and it's just someone lying to me on Twitter as per usual. <laughs> as per usual. <laughs> fake news and all. Did he say something like, I'm the GDPA president or something, I know the rules or something? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't hear that. That would be so... Honestly, you know what? That would make up for it if he did. <laughs> I respect that. If he said that, then... Fair enough. I, I will <laughs> applaud him because that is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> that is... I, I, I hope he said that. I didn't hear he said that. I didn't hear anything about that. But, oh my gosh, I really hope he... he, he do you know who I am? Do I always think back I to know. I always think back to Imola. 2021 is this guy stupid or what <laughs> it's the way he says things when he gets angry over the radio or what he's trying to kill both of us that is unacceptable <laughs> that is <laughs> this is unacceptable get on twitter <laughs> oh dear. my favorite my favorite george russell's the type of guy one is um the one where it's George Russell's the type of guy to a uh, <laughs> what is it wiggle his fingers before eating a meal or wiggle his fingers before choosing a, a chocolate from a box of chocolates and saying don't mind if I do <laughs> I love oh, right I, I love stuff like that because it's funny and it's taking the mick out of someone but it's not hateful no, it's very light-hearted. And it's, yeah, it, it's, ju- it's just funny, and, like, George found it funny. I love how it so was, he embraced it yeah. as well, and it became a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Although Valtteri Bottas, I mean, interviewed. <laughs> George Russell's the type of guy to overtake down the back straight of Imola when it's wet. <laughs> and crash into the other guy. <laughs> oh, Legendary. Also, I want one of those Paul Ricard bucket hats. Yeah. Those are a vibe. Mind you, I think by the sounds of it, Valtteri is on... He has got bucket hats on his mind. There could be bucket hats for him coming out very soon. He's literally got bucket hats on his mind because he did not take it off all weekend. (laughs) (laughs) The The last real thing that happened in this race... Obviously, um, Joe had a bit of... He had an issue. Um, Oh, Ferrari engine, what a surprise. What a surprise. He parked up, which resulted in a virtual safety car. Probably because it was too late in the race. I hate virtual safety cars. I hate them. They're they're the worst invention ever. I think if you get near the end, I think they should scrap virtual safety cars, right? And if, if a safety car is required at the end of a race but um, you don't have enough laps, then red flag it. Red flag it. I don't care. If only that could have been the rule um, in Abu Dhabi last year. Anyway. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if there is going to be a safety car at the end of the race, then make sure you adhere to the rules, even if that means going to the end under safety car. Wouldn't it be a shame if they, they broke the safety car rules during an important race? Oh... Oh. 
You made a kid cry, Michael Massey. Saw it with my own two eyes. <laughs> Ted, Ted, this weekend because obviously, uh, yep. <laughs> Michael Massey, Michael Massey, Massey, Michael Massey, Massey has officially left the FIA, <laughs> and he's yeah. gone back to good, Australia. Good apparently, um, uh, shut the door on your way out. Ted was like, okay, now that's happened, everyone can put Abu Dhabi behind them and everyone can just move on. No, we can't. We can't, Ted. <laughs> Ted, I'm sorry, but we cannot and will not. Oh, so b- Anyway, so bad. Back to it. <laughs> Back to it. Under the virtual safety car, George Russell, I will give him credit here because he was a very... Clever boy. Clever boy. RGDPA director. <laughs> I'm going to try and find out if that's true. You keep, you keep. So. You chat about the end of the race and I'll figure this out. So, obviously, under virtual safety car, you have to be travelling at a certain amount of speed. You can't be travelling too quickly. You've got to stick to your limits. So, what George does when he finds out the virtual car's end. virtual car virtual safety car is ending he slows down but like he gives Mm. himself enough so that when it officially does end he can then speed up and not break the delta that they have which was very clever because very smart very smart because as soon as the safety car ended he he casually strolled past Perez Perez looked like he wasn't even there. He was like sleeping. That was just like the easiest overtake. And that that then secured him a podium. So very smart from him. Okay, yeah, I don't think he said that oh, that's I am a shame. The, that's, that's a, a shame. shame, but I'd have loved But yeah, I mean I know a lot of people saying about how because I know that there were problems with the virtual safety car ending message at the end and how long it took for everything to go green again how it was sent twice but that affected everyone so ultimately like if it had only affected Checo I'd be like oh well that's you know that's not fair but it affected everyone the same so get good <laughs> get good scrub <laughs> but yeah that was the French Grand Prix overall okay Still don't like the the colourful lines on the runoff areas. Oh no, oh no, they you know they don't make you feel good. But that might be it. For Paul it Bart. might be. Hopefully, they've they've got. <laughs> no, really I don't say hopefully. No. I'd rather have France than than Las Vegas. Tell you that. They've also gotten rid of the gorilla stat gorilla trophies which was a major disappointment no, bring to a lot back, of people bring back the gorilla tr- bring back the monkey trophy do you know that um tiktok sound i can't remember how it starts but then it's like monkey doesn't wear any pants we heard that one no <laughs> okay anyway anyway moving on moving on but yeah, no, I love the the gorilla trophy i love the gorilla trophies they are camp and I love it. And I was very upset when I didn't see them on the podium because I could have sworn that I'd seen things saying that they'd be back. But, 
you know, it is what it is. And I'll be upset for the rest of my life about it. W would you like to know the finishing order? I say that, you know it. I try and recall it from the top of my brain. Go on then. Uh, Max Verstappen. Lewis Hamilton with his best race result of the season so far. George Russell. Sergio Perez. Carlos Sainz with the fastest lap and driver of the day. Fernando Alonso. Lando Norris. Can I say Fernando was very intelligent? Remember when they were like, okay, you know, Lando and Daniel are closing up on you, and he's like, yeah, I'm purposely keeping them there to ruin their tyres. <laughs> it's like, he is Slow thinking ten purpose. steps ahead. <laughs> Slow on, but failing on purpose. Uh, Lando, then Esteban. First, his first ever points at the French GP. Uh, then Daniel. Where am I up to? Um, so Daniel was P9, so there is the, the last point, P10. Lance Stroll. Yeah, and both of the Aston Controversially. Martins, yeah. Very I, close. You know, I think some people have, some people are getting too angry about it, like... Is it that deep? Is it that deep, though? Is it uh, you really know who I feel though? bad for? Who? Pierre Gasly. Yeah, not... Because that was a bit of a stinker, and considering that it's likely... You know, the last time I'll get to do the French GP if it comes off the calendar. Not saying it won't come back on, but as far as we know, and you know, as far as he knows for his career, that's it for the French GP. Um, so that's a that's a pity. But you know, just drive faster next time. Just do your job better. <laughs> just do better. <laughs> We don't obviously mean that. <laughs> Getting Bob the Builder in that Alpha Towery. Anyway, on that note... <laughs> Wait, weren't you going to tell me something? Have you already told me? No, that theory... I've already told you the theory. That was uh, the checker oh. had the adjusted floor. Brilliant. It was not illegal. Well... Either that or he was just slow. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> that's it for this episode of The Rookies. What are we talking about Oh, wait, next wait, week? wait, wait, wait. We're going to talk about the Hungarian GP. Who's going to win it, Chloe? Oh, my God. Um, Max. Lewis Hamilton. No, Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Every race, predict Lewis Hamilton. Lewis but Hamilton, my Just bad. check the weather. Just check the weather. And there is potential for rain. And considering what happened last time, when it was only slightly damp at the start of the race, and that was enough, let's let's hope for. Let's hope for an let's exciting hope, race. Yeah, for the first half of this season to finish with a bang, not a literal not bang. Not a literal one. I mean, like I mean, like an ex I mean, some it's exciting. I I don't encourage crashes. I mean, I want. Ooh, uh, five cars anyway. out of the race. So yeah, okay. The hole is getting deeper and deeper. <laughs> anyway, I think that's it now for this episode Probably. of the rookies. 
What are we talking about next week? I just said that. It's hungry and GP hungry. Chloe. Hung- yeah. Hung- I'm hungry. It's almost lunchtime. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> if you want to keep up to date with the podcast, then make sure to follow us on our socials at the Rookies F1 Podcast on Instagram and at the Rookies F1 on Twitter and YouTube. And make sure to tune in next week and have. Oh, weren't you going to say with it? the lighting? <laughs> oh, it's so bright behind me. <laughs> Didn't you know, Chloe, I'm an angel. Make sure to tune in next week and have a simply, simply lovely, lovely day. <laughs> All right, bye. I don't know any Hungarian, so I can't say bye in Hungarian, but... um. Uh, yeah, see you next week. Lewis Hamilton win incoming. Let's go.